This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. On today's episode, we are talking about what actually happened this year. As we all know, this was a a tough year, but as coaches, we have this unique perspective of hearing a lot of people's real stories. So we see people's highlight reels on social media, and we're all in our little bubbles. Uh, But we just wanted to let people know you're not alone uh, by sharing some of our story from this year. And what we know is true that everyone had a difficult year. As a heads up, today's episode might contain triggers for some as we're talking a little bit about addiction. Having some honest conversations. Is that what you're really trying to say? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honest conversation. Well, it is so interesting because that's what we do for a living. Like you and I listen all day long to people who have real honest conversations. And let's just be honest about what we're hearing. Yeah. I want people to listen today and know you're not alone. Yeah. Because I think all of us are in our little bubbles and some people are still quarantined to the max. And we see social media of everyone else's highlight reels. And we actually all kind of feel alone, even though all of us had a pretty crappy year and mm-hmm. a lot of really difficult things. Mm-hmm. And none of us reached our goals this year. We changed them a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. And this year wasn't a waste. And we can move forward together. Hopefully more uh, of a communal feel than like, I'm alone. And, you know, my life was so hard. Mm-hmm. And there was probably some beautiful things too, wasn't there? I mean, even you and I both have experienced some beautiful things this year too, mm-hmm. right? But but I can't say they've been beautiful things without some pain yeah. wrapped around it. Like some of the pain brought me to some beauty. And I think it actually helps you to recognize the beauty if you're honest about the pain. Yeah. You know, there's there's almost a subculture in America in certain spots or I follow certain speakers and authors where they just talk about, they just try to make everything positive and spin everything. And that's not helpful either because yeah. then you're just stuffing the pain and acting like it's not there. Mm-mm. I think it almost helps to recognize the beauty and the benefits when you're honest about the pain. I agree. I know you're going to talk about that a lot today. It's, <laughs> yeah. that, it's always that and over the or. Mm-hmm. Both matter together. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting, Sunday? We started exactly at this point, mm-hmm. the beginning of quarantine, when COVID really hit where we're at. Um, and we all started working from home and we're starting to rethink our entire life <laughs> and rhythms. <laughs> and I know you and I are both personalities where that kind of got us down. Like we started questioning everything in life and yeah. feeling a little purposeless. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we talked about on the podcast was giving yourself grace. So true. And just realizing this is hard. And how can I kind of give myself grace and not try to make everything perfect? Mm-hmm. And that was interesting because I remember, I don't know how you felt, but I felt like, Sunday, I really don't want to record a podcast right now. I'm not (laughs) feeling it. I I don't feel like I have anything helpful to say, nothing inspirational, but we still, we had the discipline, we got on the mic and we talked about that topic and here we are. Who knew it was going to last oh, this long? I, know. I was thinking September, the whole world was going to be better. Weren't you? Yeah. I did not think that we would be sitting here in December. <laughs> well, I remember our team was making bets and I said July and everyone thought I was crazy. We did. And You're I right. even felt like that's a stretch. <laughs> July? It was like July 4th. I was like, Steve, this is not going to last till July 4th. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and so it's kind of interesting we're coming full circle now we're in a much better healthier place yeah. and but still talking about that idea yeah I remember what spurred on that talk was that I had a lot of moms around me trying way too hard they were stressing themselves out trying to almost duplicate what just died you know like school ended mm-hmm. uh, so it had to be like rebranded it had to be refreshed but uh-huh. they couldn't let and they were just striving and striving and striving and I found that there was just not enough grace being extended to themselves I remember you talking about a few of those kind of conversations with them and, and you almost had to help them hit the brakes like yeah. hold on yeah you're being so you're you're so hard on yourself you're trying mm-hmm. to actually make it perfect and mm-hmm. that's unrealistic that's actually impossible right now yeah you're not going to do it perfect but guess what no one is so we're all mm-hmm. in the same boat it's not like your kid is getting behind Mm-mm. we're all having to kind of adjust and yeah. slow down and mm-hmm. have bumps in the road mm-hmm. people have had some real pain this year and i know i have specifically mm-hmm. so we thought we would kind of chat about it for a minute yeah well i think what's you're in general good at being honest about what's actually going on in your life and I think as you and I were talking about this episode, um, we realized as coaches, at, as podcasters, mm-hmm. we often are teaching. We're on the stage. We're sharing the oh thing that we've maybe wrestled with for decades. And now we're finally talking from a point of winning and having success. Yeah. <laughs> or we're, we're sharing the answer because we know it all. <laughs> you know, We're so wise <laughs> and, and almost laughing at ourselves like, it would be helpful to talk about and just let you all know we, we struggle too. We mm-hmm. have um, just as many hard things this year, even though, like you said, we've had some successes too. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of times people who uh, look at the outside of people who do what we do for a living, they assume that we've got to be somewhat buttoned up, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and and the, the reality is, all of us feel that way sometimes, and we have to keep showing up. So how do we balance between what's really going on in our lives, still being professional, being buttoned up, and also being honest with where we're at? It's a, it's a hard road. Yeah. I can definitely say that I would recall times this year where things were so difficult, and I know I had to like perform the next day. I'll call it that. I'm doing like finger quotes perform. <laughs> like in other words, I had to be really on because uh-huh. someone has ex- had an expectation of me, and like hours before or minutes before, thinking I don't know if I, I can do it. Like, yeah, I don't know if I actually have it in me, and yet somehow, I was able to push forward. Yeah, you're you are good at making that balance. So, what was what was this year like? What were some of the things that happened? Maybe that our audience doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes while you were quote unquote performing on stage (laughs) and in front of a mic. Yeah. A lot was going on in my family. So it was hard. I made a complete career shift from a, from a one company to the next. That was the best move of the year, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I paid her to say that. That was the best. (laughs) (laughs) That was the positive. Actually, I think sometimes it was the thing that got me through, through it all. But in all honesty, we have five children and our son number three went through had a hidden addiction that we didn't know about we had he is on the spectrum so he's kind of quiet and private already and he had been struggling with addiction for about six months in 2019 Mm. and we just didn't know it and first of all just imagine how you feel just stop right there i'm supposed to be this good mom (laughs) you know and Uh a coach yeah (laughs) who helps people you do it all right i know (laughs) i pull people out of these situations and 
to find that your own kid was sinking right in front of your house, right in your house. And you, and at first we didn't know it. I knew he was struggling, but I thought it was just like sad days or, and I was there, but I had no idea that we would get a phone call that our son had passed out in the front yard and called 911 himself and ended up checking himself into a psych ward just to detox. Mm, mm-hmm. Like no one raises their baby boy to have that moment. Oh, that wasn't your goal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one does. And I think sometimes there's stigma. There is a stigma of, yeah, well, okay, wait, Sunday, I thought you were perfect. So now that you tell me this, I actually, I'm questioning everything about you, right? It's like, no, right. you don't have that happen. Yeah. People like you don't experience things like this. I know. And I've thought a lot about in regards to your your story this year like no wait we all have that stuff (laughs) we do um it it looks different for different people it does look different for different people but it's still it's still pain regardless and i always hate to say that too when some people get really like oh my gosh your year and i'm like well you know what your year too Mm -hmm. like (laughs) different levels of pain still mean that something's been disruptive in your life and disruptive things are disruptive things and i i would also say because knowing you and your family you're you are actually an incredible parent. Like you are one of the people I've learned a lot from. A lot of your friends kind of come to you for advice and coaching on parenting. I've, I've actually said you need to write a book about this one day because <laughs> now I really can. Yeah. Now I'm actually putting the bar so high, <laughs> but I think that's to your point of stigmas, right? Yeah. You are actually an incredible parent. Wait, something like this, your, your, your kid can struggle like this. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it is kind of helpful to be honest about it. Back to that, I think that I think that you're right. I actually would say that I've I felt like a good mom, but I would say that this year I had many nights where I cried and thought, "What did I do wrong? What did I What did I do wrong? How did I lose someone?" And by the way, you may be listening to this podcast thinking there's some great ending, <laughs> and the truth is we're still we're still in it. And I even thought that's the whole thing too, is that you think that there's formulas for fixing. And what I think the biggest thing I learned is that there aren't always formulas for fixing. So who do I have to take care of is me. I learned a lot through Al-Anon this year. I did because Uh they're all about making sure that you have to let go. You can't, I cannot control. But let me tell you, when your kid is lost, you want to control. You You wish you were the addict. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I wished that I could be the one struggling with addiction because it was too painful to watch my own kid like struggling with it. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes people also think, I mean, I mean, think about it. There's no handbook on this. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no handbook on parenting, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's no handbook on this. And then all of a sudden when you wake up one day and it's in your home, I found myself scrambling for resources. There aren't that many, by the way. That yeah. was really tough. You struggled to find great help and looked in a lot of places, yeah. I felt like I spent weeks calling to find a resource, and then finally someone called me back, and I remember being like, Cause, and then you didn't know who to talk to, and I didn't have very many friends who had it, mm-hmm. had someone with that, too. I didn't really have a circle of people who, hey, oh, that's right, your kid struggled with addiction last year, too. You yeah. know. So I felt I felt very alone. I felt very alone and I didn't know how to fix it. So I think I went into it thinking I could fix him. Mm -hmm. I will say that I started this year out thinking I can do this. I can fix him. So found him a rehab, sent him off, went to family weekend, had a wonderful family weekend, did learn so much about the brain and then sent him to sober living. Like we did that too. Six months, you know, all during COVID went. So, and I really thought, Oh, this, this is, this is it. You know, this is what's going to, yeah. And, 
he relapsed once in sober living, which was really hard because he had COVID and he was in isolation for two weeks. So that was one setback. And then when he came home, he came home and I thought maybe we're okay. And of course the story is, is that he wasn't okay and we weren't okay. And so here we are. And that's kind of maybe why we wanted to talk about it too. It's like mm-hmm. fresh. Like I think you think, oh, it's done. It's, oh, it's so not done. <laughs> yeah. And, and he had to come to that, by the way. So he was with us for about a month and a half and really, really struggling. And we saw it happening and we asked him to be honest. But um, finally, when he hit rock bottom again, we, we sent him back. So now we're in rehab again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It's the first time in my life that I'm actually not sure. Am I hopeful? Yeah. But guess who? Guess what I realized from this is that he has to want to fix himself. And I think that was huge for me. Uh-huh. I, I thought when he came home that I could just be awesome mom, here to talk, here to chat. You know, here's a cup of coffee. I'll make your breakfast in the morning. Like that, that, but addiction is bigger than being like your mom fixing it. Yeah. And, but then what do you, how do you approach the fact that life goes on? In some ways it feels unfair, right? I should be able to hit the pause button and deal with this really big, important thing. But like you said, this is actually a long-term struggle and challenge. You can't just pause the rest of life. Right. You are so right. But I cannot tell you how many times I wanted to. I was like, I just wanted to just throw in the towel. And sometimes I just wanted to sit on the couch and do nothing because I was so obsessed with how awful it felt at the time. But you're right. Here's what I really learned. I really learned that um, I have to find some people to talk to. I have to find a little bit of a community. I have to learn to get outside of myself and still give towards others. But I think the bottom line is I feel like what I learned was I can't stop doing what I love just because my kid was going through this. And some listeners might think, well, that sounds so incredibly selfish. But the truth is, I actually explained that to my son, too. I was like, I will die if I don't take care of myself, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I showed up, and I knew when to push through. I always described to you that I was really, really good at putting things like in a Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. such an old word. But the bottom line is, sometimes you just had to take your feelings and put it in a box. Something bad happened that morning, and I'd have to put it on a shelf. And, and I literally would like picture the box on a shelf and look at it with my finger and be like, I'll just, <laughs> I'll take you off the shelf tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll take you off the shelf on Saturday. Yeah. You know? Um, and I had to put those feelings in a box. So there's a way we have to cope. We can't just come always completely fall apart. Well, and I, I've learned a lot from watching how you do that and from talking about it because it's like, it's almost like everything we talk about greenhouse. It's an and, not an or. And our culture loves to gravitate to extremes, oh, right? Because that's it. what sells. Mm-hmm. So media right now, it's all about this extreme or that extreme. And so, yeah, we tend to hear messages or stories. It's like, well, either you stuff it and like just press through and success and like go make your life happen or like you crumble in a ball on the floor for a year and you can't do anything. Right. And you you did this balancing that I do think was really um it was inspiring but it seemed like it was healthy for your family too where it's it's like yes, I am going to be present with my family situation and deal with it and work through it and not try to skirt around it mm-hmm. and show up in the other places in life and be there too and actually that helps you um, stay healthy and sane. And so I saw you at times like get a really hard call in the middle of a work <sighs> meeting. No. Happened many times this year, right? Yes, many. 
And I knew what was going on there. And you dealt with it. You didn't ignore it. And you also kind of put it on the shelf for later. Mm-hmm. And we're still present in the moment. Yep. Not not ignoring the situation. Nope. And I think we talked a lot about that reality. I experienced it when my, um, especially when my father-in-law passed away. It was like, no, life needs to pause. This is unfair. This is way bigger than all the minuscule things at work I have to deal with. Yep. And, and yet, like, if I say I'm putting that on the shelf till tonight, that doesn't, I would feel guilty, right? And I mm-hmm. think you experience that too. You feel guilty like, yeah. but no, I can't put it on the shelf. It's big. It's important. Mm-hmm. And the reality is like, it's still going to be there tonight. Mm-hmm. There, yes, there are times where everything needs to halt yes, for sure. Are. Yeah. But a lot of the times it actually can wait till tonight or till mm-hmm. tomorrow. And I can't control everything. Like mm-hmm. actually it still needs to do its thing while I do my thing over here. Yeah, that, that is a really interesting lesson because it's. I kinda... think it's a lesson that a lot, especially the younger generation, really. Even my own daughter, I'll talk with her sometimes about. Yeah. They'll react like right now, like the world is over right now, yeah. and so they'll just. It's like we actually need to control, help protect ourselves and others around us sometimes, and say, "Okay, this is horrible," and know when to deal with it instead of treating every bad moment like the world is ending. Does that make sense? So you found that to be a healthy thing I that did. you were learning to do through this year. Yep. But then I also knew like you did, uh, you know, like when I needed a day, like there were days where sometimes I was like today, I just need a day mm-hmm. and I couldn't compartmentalize it. I couldn't, you know, and then there was times when I had to just leave like for family weekend and just be there for him. So there was such a, a balance all year long. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I just want to say thanks for sharing some of that story. Mm-hmm. As anyone can imagine, there's way more, um, twists and turns and nuances to so it all, many. but it's actually helpful to hear. Like we're not alone. Everyone had some some versions of struggles this year. Yeah, and you had a lot of layers. I think it's helpful to hear that a quote unquote good people still have really big problems. Does does that do you get what I'm kind of saying there? I do. I think the big thing I really learned this year is that most people really assume that a big problem like this happens from like generations of families who deal with this right or certain settings or things like that and the reality is wow yeah (laughs) it it kind of can come out of nowhere yeah and i think it's important for people to know that even people who help people have really hard struggles yeah a lot of times um a lot of our uh insights or ability to help came out of the struggles (laughs) Yeah, I look at most people who write a book or speak on stage. It came out of like they actually crashed the hardest in that topic, and yeah, that's where they were able to learn. I definitely took some of the things this year. You know that I did this, and I was trying to think because I felt really lost many times. So I started to look around me at some of the needs that I could take care of, and I just thought I'd share one of them. It's really fun, and my neighbors have felt like it was a very life giving thing, and they didn't really know. Even my own neighbors didn't really know what was really going on because. So I'm an older mom and I have a lot of generations in my, and my, most of my friends have kids that are still like elementary junior high, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas I have like these older kids too. So I feel like even that group of friends doesn't even really know, they don't know my older children because they don't live there anymore. uh So it's like this whole world that's super important to me. (laughs) They don't even really see it. They don't really see it. I think about that a lot now when I meet parents whose kids are out of the house, I'm like, they still feel like parents, Yeah. but their parents, their kids don't live there anymore, Uh you know? 
Anyway, so a lot of my neighbors uh, have all been uh, virtually teaching their kids. And you know that. I don't even need to go into how messy that's been for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Whether it was hybrid, our school district has not called school back yet at all. So everybody's been trying to dance the dance, right? So the kids aren't playing as much because there's been a lot of uh, not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. So with the nice weather, I just decided to call. I texted a group of my neighbors and I just said, hey, listen, I'd like to start a Tuesday backyard recess. Every Tuesday at 4.15, moms come, kids come, and socially distance play outside in our yard. Just So it's if the weather's bad, we're not meeting. you yeah, know. Uh-huh. And I cannot tell you, first of all, how close this moms got, that we weren't that close before. You know, and it brought us together and how their kids, they said that their kids would be like, wins, backyard <laughs> recess, uh-huh. you know, and if it was rainy, they were like, ah, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was life giving. So, and they didn't even know all that was really going on still yeah, with me because I was mostly focusing on my little one that was their age. Mm-hmm. Right. But guess what? I also found that incredibly life giving to me to do something outside of addiction. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of been a theme for you the year you, you, actually engaged with that addiction piece of your life going on with the family struggle there and the pain and you didn't let it define you either and you know something I've thought about a lot um, that's similar is sometimes in the struggles I think we yeah again it's this weird balance of you do need to focus on yourself and you need to focus on others because sometimes helping others helps us kind of take take our mind off our own mm-hmm. struggles. But I do, I do think there is, um, there's a lot of messaging out there about mm-hmm. like, it's to the extreme of helping yourself where that's all you're focused on. And that actually causes. Some yeah. Spiraling. Think about it. You can, I could have actually become a victim. Yeah. I could have, I could have started, started to hold up a white sign that just said, uh, Sun addiction, right? Addiction. Which would be like fair, yeah, right? It would right? be reason- just, logically reasonable, right? <laughs> but would but it I, be helpful? I don't for you. Yeah, I know. No, I don't think so. But definitely dealing with it was important. But also knowing when to deal with it was really important. And I think that the bottom line is this: never forget, never forget. I think even one of our coworkers, Jacqueline, when I were talking about this, that sometimes we're driving by people in a car or walking by people, and we, when we're hurting, we're like, "Does is anyone else?" feeling what I'm feeling. And the truth is, yes, a lot of people are. And that when we are driving by people and when we are in stores, we need to remember that they are human beings with stories and lives and just don't miss the opportunities for, for connection and making them not feel alone. That's, that's really helpful. That's a good reminder. And, um, yeah, I just want to say thanks again for sharing some of your story. That's vulnerable. It's not yeah, easy. <laughs> not easy. And uh, I know it helps me to hear that stuff. So I'm sure it helps other people listening. It helps to share too. Yeah. Well, we're hopeful for uh, a growing and better 2021. Gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this year was hard. I know everyone feels that way. Yeah. I always feel like a lot of people are like, I don't even want to make a New Year's resolution this year. I just want. 2021 to be my resolution. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just getting... wake up in 2021. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks again for letting me talk about that. Do you want more great content like this, but 24 seven check out our membership, the greenhouse method. It's an online course with built in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.